Welcome to the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willey, doctor of osteopathic medicine, a best-selling author, and leading expert on holistic, healthy living. Warren is your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. So much of Western medicine, popular diets, and fitness fads put a bandage over health problems, addressing symptoms and not causes, offering short-term results at the expense of long-term health. That's why Warren is a man on a mission to question the status quo and uncover holistic health solutions you can use in your life, starting right now. Now to get us started today, here's Warren. Hi there, Warren Willie here. Welcome back to the Recover Me podcast. Recover Me is the type of medicine that meets you where you are, understanding that you cannot always change your stressors, but we can certainly help your body and mind deal with them better. So today we have what I think is an interesting topic, and I'm doing this because I have just been inundated recently with questions about this very topic via email, patients coming into my office, phone calls, uh, other podcasts, believe it or not, and a couple interviews uh, asked me about this very question. So I wrote a little presentation about it and then gave it earlier this week to a group of fine young people. Um, and I think it went over pretty well. So I thought I'd do it as a podcast because I think it's something that we question. It's something most of us, if we're honest, do every day. And that is consume energy drinks of some sort or another. Now that's very important because recover me process of medicine. And to be honest, one of the primary reasons I'm consulted in my medical practice is due to energy issues. Now that energy issue may show up as fatigue or brain fog, or I'm tired all the time, or I can't think like I used to doc or I get my kids off to school and have to go take a three hour nap and I am sound asleep during that nap and I wake up not refreshed. Fatigue, energy, there's so many different descriptive words for that sensation of not being able to function to the degree which you wish to. That's important because sometimes a lot of us type B people try to be type A people, and our little bodies just can't keep up. Now, that being said, that's a totally different discussion, and I'm going to do a whole series on the issue of fatigue, because I believe fatigue is more of an emotion than a physiological state, and I'll explain that later. But today, let's dive into energy drinks and talk about them, uh, because I think there's some good questions. Are they good for you? Uh, What what harm to me do they have and because they really help me and pick me up, Doc. I use them before I exercise. I use them in the middle of the day. I use them, uh, some people, even in the evening. I use them on my swing shift. I use them when I'm on night shift. Uh, tell me about energy drinks, Doc. So that's what we're going to do today. It's going to be a very simple uh, conversation. Again, always leaving room for questions if anybody wants to email me and, and get into further detail on uh, the topic, I'd be happy to. So why don't we start out with just a definition of energy because I think that's important. And energy via our good friend Webster is basically just the strength and vitality required to sustain physical and mental activity. Now here's where energy is very personal. That's different for me. That's different for you. That's different for the guy in the house next to you. That's different for the guy in the car next to you. That's a very subjective viewpoint, if you will. The strength and vitality required to sustain physical and mental activity. I could claim, well, rolling out of bed 
is physical activity. If I do that, then my energy must be fine. Or I could say running a marathon is my ideal of adequate energy and strength and vitality, both physically and mentally and emotionally being able to do that. Those are very different levels and very different physiological implications are being made when we say that. So another way to look at energy is a person's uh, physical and mental powers to get through an activity. So maybe it takes energy to consider the activity, such as getting out of bed, and then it takes more energy to start walking, using the restroom, and getting down for breakfast. Energy, again, that's so important to understand, is a very personal thing. If we think of it in terms of mechanics, it's uh, power uh, derived from the utilization of physical or chemical resources, and that's what we're going to talk today. Energy drinks are chemical resources to improve our quote-unquote energy, and especially to provide the ability to do work. So from a mechanistic point of view, uh, energy is more based on chemical resources, physical resource, things that encourage energy. But again, it still comes back to that's a personal issue. My sensation of energy is probably very different from yours. And more importantly is my satisfaction with my energy is a very personalized thing. So again, we'll cover this in much more detail in future podcasts and other presentations I'll have available on my website. Because again, fatigue is the number one reason I'm consulted. And I think a lot of doctors around the country would raise their eyebrows and say, oh yeah, absolutely. That is one of the primary complaints. Even if they don't come in with the primary complaint of fatigue, they come in with premenopausal symptoms. They come in with a cold and there's a report of fatigue. Uh, society's pressure on us to perform, 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 and then worse off our own pressures to perform, 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 and perform successfully without any chance of failure is really hard on us. So again, we'll cover that later. So let's dive into energy drinks here. Uh, I'm not going to pick on anyone in particular. You all know what an energy drink is. We're not going to focus on coffee. We're not going to focus on tea. We're going to really focus on the most popular energy drinks out there in the big old cans that you can find um, just about anywhere. So we're going to cover just a brief history on them. We're going to talk about what's in them. Do they work? And then the big question is, are they bad for me? Or are they good for me? Or are they harmful? Remember, the recover me philosophy is there's no such thing as a bad food. There's just bad diets. So maybe energy drinks are okay once in a while. We'll talk about that. So let's start out. Energy drinks have been around a long time. It just didn't start with Monster uh, a while ago. Uh, believe it or not, back in the late 1800s, or excuse me, early 1900s, there was a drink called Iron Brew, I-R-N-B-R-U, that uh, was an energy drink designed originally by a Scottish company and then brought to New York. In the UK, in the late uh, 1920s, they designed something called Leucoaid, Leucozade, excuse me, L-U-C-O-Z-A-D-E is how you pronounce it. And it was originally introduced as a, recover, a recovery drink. That's actually what they called it, brilliant people back then. But they were talking about recovery from illness. It was renamed, or excuse me, originally it was called Glucosade, uh, G-L-U-O-Z-A-D-E, Glucosade, um, back in England in 1927. It was made by a pharmacist, believe it or not, a guy named Hunter. Uh, and then it was picked up by a British um, 
pharmaceutical company called Beecham, and they renamed it to Leucozade, and it was Leucozade AIDS Recovery. It was a glucose-based solution, large amounts of glucose. Matter of fact, as of uh, just a few years ago, it had a 500 mil bottle had 62 grams of sugar in it. So they changed that recently, but it just simply was sugar water. Um, that was one of our original, original energy drinks. Then we're all familiar with the story of Gatorade in 1960s. If you were around in the 80s, you probably remember Jolt. And uh, just that, that was uh, not only a noun, but quite the verb. If you drank Jolt back then, that was just solid liquid caffeine in a bottle and oh boy did it jolt you but then you also jolted right to bed because it made you crash like crazy energy drinks are a huge market in 2018 they exceeded well almost got to 11 billion dollars in sales so if someone was to tell me well i don't do energy drinks i'm going to raise my eyebrows a little because chances are you probably do in one form or another even if you're not going out and buying monsters all the time so let's move on to what's in an energy drink well the primary component and the word behind energy is caffeine caffeine is what we call a methyl xanthine caffeine in particular is named trimethylxanthine for its structure. It's found in coffee, guaranine, uh, methylbromine, aminophilin, theophylline, which is a drug we use in asthmatic patients. It's not as popular as it used to be. Uh, this inhibits a, a chemical in your body called adenosine, and it works in the brain to increase energy. Its actions are based on what we call beta receptor responsiveness. So it acts as a diuretic, it's a smooth muscle relaxant, so it opens up the lungs, help you breathe better. It stimulates the cardiac muscle, making your heart beat stronger and faster. And it's a central nervous system stimulant. That's why we all love caffeine, and energy drinks are loaded with caffeine. Some other ingredients that are very popular, and I'm sure if you read the labels, you'll see it. Taurine. Taurine's a, an essential amino acid. It's not essential, but it's an amino acid. By essential, I mean your body can't make it. Your body can. Taurine is an amino acid that I would consider semi-essential. Heavy exercisers, ill people, uh, people with disease states need more taurine than others. But it's in most energy drinks. Now, interestingly, uh, Taurine is Latin for the word taurus, which means bull or ox, as it was first isolated from ox and bile in 1827, believe it or not. It's never been proven as a stimulant or energy. However, it does act as what we call a beta blocker in the body. And what I mean by that, if I'm down in 324 milligrams of caffeine in my energy drink and I have some taurine in there, I'm less likely to have the rapid heart rate, the anxiety, the sweating, the side effects of the methylxanthine caffeine. So adding taurine to energy drinks, brilliant, brilliant marketing, brilliant physiology behind it, incredible. Now there's been some questions as to whether taurine is safe. Could it build up in the intestines was one study I read years ago. It's never really been proven as unsafe. I think it is an important amino acid that I will prescribe on occasion, but that's why it's in energy drinks. It actually will negate some of your negative side effects so you can drink and buy more. 
See, capitalism at its finest. Some other ingredients, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin K, all the B vitamins from B2, B3, which are riboflavin and niacin respectively. We have B5, B6, B12, calcium, magnesium, others. I tell people all the time, and this goes for protein drinks too, never, ever, ever purchase a drink based on its vitamin content because it's too minimal to make any difference. It's more of a sales pitch. Hey, this drink has all these great vitamins in it. Be sure to drink it. No, 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 it's not gonna help you. It's not gonna change your life. It's not gonna make you better. It's not gonna help you recover necessarily any better by drinking the small quantities of vitamins in those drinks. But just be aware they're in there. The other ingredient that's primary, unless you're doing a, a sugar-free one, is, well, sugar. Sugar is just loaded in those drinks. And that's part of the reason why when you drink one in the morning uh, at 8 o'clock to get up and get moving, you probably need another one by 11 because the caffeine's worn off and you're crashing from that sugar and your body's begging for more. So sugar is a primary ingredient. We're going to talk about that. I'm not going to profess the dangers of sugar in this certain uh, particular presentation as we really want to just focus on what's in the energy drinks. Another important thing to consider in energy drinks is calories and, and the sweet taste, which I'll cover in a minute here. Calories, as you know, the Recover Me opinion is not the, they are not the end-all, give-all of weight loss and weight gain. Weight loss and weight gain is a lot more than how much you eat and or how little you eat, or how much you exercise, or how little you exercise. It's a combination of all sorts of factors. But calories are, again, important, especially if you're drinking them, which will cover. So a lot of the diet energy drinks still have some calories, anywhere between 3 and 10 calories. Uh, like a diet rock star, the 8-ounce uh, one has about 10 calories in it. Regular energy drinks have anywhere from 100 to 400 calories, depending on what you get. I know that the 24-ounce uh, uh, Rockstar has roughly 330 calories in it as just an example. In comparison, a water has no calories. So I'm going to give a quick pitch for water. Water is still your best thing to drink. And for comparison to regular Coca-Cola, there's roughly 100 calories in an 8-ounce Coca-Cola. Um, cost is an issue. I've actually had patients, I've asked patients that tell me they drink a lot of energy drink. Uh, a true story, this happened just a few months ago. I asked a patient, keep track on a log in your car how much money you spend on energy drinks every month. You'd be shocked. He spent hundreds of dollars a month and had no idea because he'd innocently go in the morning half asleep pay $6 for two energy drinks, and then repeat the same act later in the afternoon. Well, over 30 days, hundreds of dollars a month. So you have to be aware of cost. I want to give you some comparisons just because in the recovery philosophy, again, it's no such thing as a bad food or bad drink. It just what's your overall picture look like? If you buy the, for example, Amp Energy, which is a 16-ounce drink, it costs roughly $2.50, $2.50 will buy you roughly four apples at the grocery store next to me. A Red Bull, an 8.3-ounce Red Bull, uh, which is anywhere between 2 and $3, depending on where you get it, you could buy 10 cups of skim milk with that. Yeah, pretty interesting. And then a Diet Rockstar, 24 ounces, roughly two fifty to three fifty. again. You could buy next door at my grocery store four cans of black beans, whole nutrition. So think about that. If you're part of the recovery philosophy is understanding that it's the big picture. 
So maybe rather than getting energy drinks left and right, maybe your diet should improve and you actually save money because you can slam down a 24-hour diet rock star. But to eat four cups of black beans is going to take you a little while and give you a lot more nutrition and benefits over time. So some of the adverse reactions and some – we've actually had people come to our urgent care here in southeast Idaho with these reactions. And then when we get a detailed history, we trace it back. Oh, man, you shouldn't have drank that, that energy drink so quickly. But some of the adverse reactions are nervousness, irritability, sleeplessness, especially. And that's kind of a, excuse me, very personal thing, too. Some people could drink a, a rock star at 6 o'clock at night and sleep like a baby. I have patients that if they drink a rock star anytime after noon, they're up all night. So that's a very personalized thing, how your body responds to it. There's some genetics behind the ability to process caffeine. You can actually do a genetic test on yourself and to see what your ability is, <coughs> excuse me, to process caffeine. If you're a non-processor, drinking a rock star before noon will probably keep you up at night. If you're a heavy processor and can go right through this stuff, then you could probably get away with it right before bed and be fine. But I've seen seizure disorders, heart arrhythmias. We had a, a young bodybuilder come in here the other day because his heart was just pounding through his chest. Uh, just come back from the gym, uh, but he had to leave early because he just felt so terrible. And the culprit, it was a, it was a energy drink. He drank it really quick, really fast because he had to get a quick workout in and wound up his heart was going so fast. It was a normal sinus rhythm, but it was flying 150, 160 at rest. So that that is a potential side effect of these things. Gut upset is very possible. Dehydration, if it's a high caffeinated beverage and you're not used to that caffeine, it can dehydrate you. So if you're exercising, drinking an energy drink, and not replacing water sufficiently, you can get yourself in trouble. There's claims that it causes addiction, and I would say not necessarily a physiological addiction, but maybe a psychological addiction. And what I mean by that is uh, I'm not going to go Jones in for it if I don't have one, but I might feel that I do better or I perform better or I am better when I'm drinking my Rockstar. So that's a psychological addiction, not necessarily a physiological addiction. And that's why some people get into buying so many at a time. We have a sugar crash, which we talked about. That can occur, especially with the high sugar beverages. And then there's some that people don't think about, and that's weight gain and hunger. And we're going to cover that, even with the diet ones. These things may be negatively affecting your ability to lose weight or at least obtain that optimal physique that you're after. Let me explain that. By 2004, Americans were consuming over 135 gallons of fluid other than water a day. That's roughly 1.5 liters per person. Huge amounts. If you just look at beverages sweetened with high fructose corn syrup, we consume those at a rate of 35 gallons a year. That's followed very closely by beer, but at least beer has some nutrients in it. I can argue that all day. So we slam the liquid calories in our country. Well, that is an issue. It's an issue. Actually, it's not even in our country. It's world. There, it's estimated that over 1 billion soda drinks are sold globally. That includes energy drinks. It's just huge amounts. So the problem with that is this. Historically, evolutionary, uh, genetically, the predominant fluids consumed by humans have been milk and water. And water is, of course, water, necessary for life. You're primarily made of it. It recycles in the earth. The water you just drank was probably drank by a Tyrannosaurus Rex thousands of years ago. 
Water is life. It's essential for life. Milk contains protein, carbs, and fats, uh, and is by some considered a food. Your body can see that milk, that those, those uh, macronutrients better. Mom's milk and her breast milk is over 55% saturated fats. It's a different liquid calorie milk is. But let's talk about, back to that historically, evolutionary, genetically, how do our bodies deal with liquid calories? They compensate for them. In other words, compensation is the adjustment of the body makes to consuming total amount of calories throughout the day. There are plenty of studies out there that show that we humans cannot compensate for liquid calories. So what does that mean? Uh, that means our bodies don't necessarily see the calories that we drink. And that includes your healthy protein drink, people. Your body, when you drink your food, when you negate the act of chewing, your body responds differently to it. It's absorbed much quicker, and the hormonal response to that liquid calorie is very different than when you sit and chew your food. So the intake of liquid calories, primarily sweetened drinks, does not reduce the intake of your solid food. And there's some studies that would say and argue that it actually increases your intake of solid food when you drink calories. So let me give you a simple analogy. I like this analogy because I think it makes sense visually. Let's take a uh, one-inch PVC pipe, and we're going to call that our esophagus. And we're going to take a monster energy drink, and we're just going to pour that. You're going to hold it up above the ground, and you're going to pour that energy drink into that PVC pipe. What does it do? It goes straight through, hits the floor immediately, right? Now let's take some mud, some nice thick mud, and do the same thing. It goes so slowly down that PVC pipe. That's your chewed up food. When your body sees that sugar, those calories, on such a, a rapid, quick basis, the hormonal response is immediate and swift. Your insulin levels skyrocket. That causes a crash later. That causes insulin resistance. That causes you to deposit those sugars into your behind, your belly, wherever your problem area is, wherever your bank happens to be. That's where those calories get deposited. Whereas when you chew food, the hormonal response is slower and more adequate and more appropriate. So liquid calories are an issue in our country. Liquid calories are an issue with obesity. Liquid calories are an issue with fatigue and energy. So that energy drink we're talking about that you're taking for energy may give you a short boost of energy now, but may be part of your fatigue later. Something to think about. The quick solution is usually never the correct solution. And picturing that analogy of the PV site, PVC pipe excuse me, will help you. Now there's another aspect, another thing that we don't think of. And let's talk about the diet energy drinks. Because I hear all the time, well, Doc, I don't do the regular energy drinks, too much sugar. I drink the diet ones. Well, let's talk about that. There's sensory mechanisms that respond to things differently. Primarily your taste buds, your olfactory, your, your smeller, your nose. Sweetened beverages, when you smell them or start to taste them, even a little bit, even a sip, you stimulate what we call the cephalic release of insulin. Cephalic being head. 
So your brain starts to say, okay, we're about to get fed. Let's start increasing insulin to get ready for it. What that means, especially with the majority of people out there being insulin resistant, your insulin starts to climb. And when insulin is up, you can't lose weight. End of story. So I know one of the first things we deal with in weight loss is, are you a hyperinsulin secretor? Are you insulin resistant? Or are you extremely insulin sensitive? Those are very important factors in long-term weight loss, long-term weight loss maintenance, obtaining that optimum physique if you're a bodybuilder or fitness person. If you're an athlete, you want your insulin levels primed. Insulin is just so important. It's a master hormone and we want it to be our friend and in some people especially people with insulin resistance or diabetes when they smell sweetened beverages their insulin starts to rise and cause them problems so the diet uh, energy drinks are not necessarily a better choice than the full-blown sugar ones unless we're talking calories but remember weight gain weight loss and the whole recover me philosophy on that is Calories are just one of the variables involved in obesity, weight gain, weight loss, etc. All these other things play a role, especially hormones and their response to food. So when people come in all the time and say, Doc, I drink diet soft drinks and, or diet energy drinks, diet rock stars, diet monsters, and I can't lose weight. I can show you the studies. They're out there. Look them up on the Internet. That when people drink diet soda, they don't lose weight. And that's part of that. And so energy drinks may help you short term, but like pouring water down a PVC pipe or a, your drink down a PVC pipe, it changes the hormone response to the body. And people with insulin resistance and diabetes, that smell, that sweet, sweet taste causes a hormonal response that does, is not good for you. It really causes trouble in the big picture. Now, that being said, quick little review, I get asked a lot of times, and I heard this just the other day too, okay, doc, I'll cut back on my diet uh, monster drinks, but what about alcohol? Alcohol is a liquid calorie too, so the same thing applies, and studies are kind of interesting on the fact, uh, weight tends to go up in men when they're drinking alcohol, probably because us guys, when we go out for beer, we also have to add pizza or wings to that. Women, when they have a glass of wine, tend not to eat as much, so that may be part of it. Um, there's also some studies out there that say regular drinkers are more active than non-active. I'm not going to argue those facts now. But again, back to weight loss, body optimization, liquid calories, including alcohol, and in some cases, your healthy protein drink are not the best option. And that kind of covers that broad aspect of the Recover Me philosophies. You have to think of how is all this stuff a working in me how is what is this long-term effects what are the consequences of me doing this i may solve my perceived energy issues rather quickly with the diet monster energy drink but what in the big picture is going to happen now that being said the recovery philosophy is again i'm i'm not going to necessarily tell you to never have an energy drink again i would be lying to you if i didn't tell you i drink them once in a while i do but our bodies need to be trained to recover from them. And that's the whole recover me process is if you're healthy on all other aspects, physically, mentally, cognitively, emotionally, spiritually, with relationships, then having 
an energy drink once in a while doesn't touch you. I hate it when things get criminalized. They shouldn't be. They should be individualized, not criminalized. That's very, very important to understand. So, again, like in everything in life, energy drinks have the potential to be bad. If we answer that question I brought up in front, are energy drinks bad for me? Well, it depends on where you are, hence the recovery philosophy. Where are you in your health and life? What's your hormonal response to other things? How is your overall health? How's your nutrient base? How's your exercise? How's all those things I listed earlier? Is there underlying medical concerns that may be inhibiting you and making that energy drink a bad guy? It's such an individual thing. Remember, too, that liquid calories are an issue. No matter who you are, they may be inhibiting your ability to lose the weight you want, get the body you want, etc. If you ever have a chance, chew your food. Don't drink it. Check out the website, chewitkids.org, www.chewitkids.org. It's a little cartoon, four-minute cartoon I put together years ago about the dangers of sugary drinks. So important. Kids love it. I encourage kids to sit and watch it with uh, their parents. And again, I'm not going to outlaw these sugary drinks or liquid calories, but even your healthy orange juice you give your kids in the morning causes problems. It is always, always best to chew your food, not drink it. So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions on energy drinks, I hope that covered some information for all the questions I've been getting lately. If not, send me an email at doc at drwil. L-E-Y, doc at drwilly.com. Go to drwilly.com uh, under free stuff. Look at stuff we're putting up there. Excited about some stuff coming out. Uh, check out my book, Obtainable. Link also available there to Amazon. Uh, covers, it's tons of material on that. I'm also, now that it's been out there a little while, and I'm getting some feedback. I don't know if I should call it a book anymore. I think I should call it a reference guide because it's pretty detailed and there's a lot of information there. But check it out. Email me if you have questions. Until next time, remember, recover me, meet you where you are. We can't always change our stressors, but we can certainly change the way our body and mind deal with them. Until next time. Thank you for joining Warren on the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willie, your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever you find your best podcasts. To connect with Warren and the community, learn more about naturally healthy living, and claim a free resource to improve your health right away, visit drwilly.com. You'll find all of Dr. Willie's resources there, including best-selling books like Better Than Steroids, The Z Diet, What Does Your Doctor Look Like Naked?, and his latest book, Obtainable. Enjoy the body and energy you've always wanted beyond diet and exercise. That's drwilly.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-E-Y.com. And until next time with Warren, get fit, be healthy, live life.